He was about 18 years old. He had a sister. His parents were dead. And like some of you, he was late to church. As a matter of fact, he came in about a minute and a half ago. He came in just as the gospel was being read. And he heard this gospel being read, go, sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. What he actually did was give absolutely everything he had away, and he was a rather wealthy 18-year-old. He took a part of the wealth that his family had granted to him before their death and established what we would call an endowment or a trust for his sister. And he left immediately the city of Alexandria. Now you know where I'm going. He left the city of Alexandria and went out to the desert. And for several years, he moved about from here to there as a monastic. But he ended up in a cave and spent about 20 years there. And uh, it's just incredible to read the stories of him. And by now, you've figured out that uh, I'm talking about Anthony the Great, for whom this parish is named. But it's impossible for me to hear this particular gospel lesson and not think about St. Anthony, because he is absolutely the perfect fulfillment of what was read in this gospel story. Now, the gospel story is incredibly significant because this rather earnest and wealthy young man, uh, this was reported in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and there are slight differences in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, so it's interesting to read them all, but this, this young man, probably a lawyer, comes to Jesus, and he asks this incredibly significant question. Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And you might say, well, Father John, how come you're always preaching sermons about eternal life and heaven and the kingdom of God? Is it because you're sort of old? No, it's because that's the emphasis in the church. It's the emphasis in the scriptures. This is what it's about, folks. It's not just getting along while we're here on earth. Yeah, that's important. But we're here on earth for a whole lot more than being here on earth. We're here on earth because we're going somewhere. We're heading, hopefully, to heaven. That's where I hope you're going. And I surely want to finish my days out exhorting you and encouraging you in this direction. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? What more important question could he have asked? But, this is very interesting. He says, would Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, keep the commandments. Well, that's an interesting reply. Jesus would not have fit into many, many American churches. Wouldn't have fit. Because they wouldn't like his answer, keep the commandments. Now, that is what Jesus said, by the way. So if you don't happen to agree with Jesus, that's okay. Uh, but you, you're wrong. <laughs> you need to agree with him. He said, keep the commandments. And then he says, which ones? Now, I don't think he didn't know the Ten Commandments. I think he understood that. I think he asked which ones because that's the question I would have asked. I would have said which ones because having read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy scores and scores of times, folks, there's a heap of commandments in there. There aren't ten. There are hundreds of commandments in there. I mean, don't boil a kid in its mother's milk. 
Well, that's what it says. That's one of the commandments. I hope you've never boiled a little goat, a baby goat, in its mother's milk. It says, don't do it. He wants to know which ones. Jesus answers the question and he makes it clear. The ten. Only he only quotes five. Which five? Well, the second half. The second half of what we call the Decalogue. The ten words. The ten. He quotes the second half. And the young man looks at Jesus and he says, I've kept all these things from my youth. Now hang on with me. This is where we get to it's really important. The young man says, What do I still lack? Now I hope there are many of you in here who are asking that question. What do I still lack? This is a fine young man. As a matter of fact, Mark says, this is how he reports it, Jesus looked at him and loved him. It's not what Matthew says, but Luke says, Jesus looked at him and he loved him. And he said, you lack one thing. Now, don't misunderstand when you hear the answer. Jesus said to this young man, sell everything that you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Well, now there are people who want to take this absolutely. And this young man did understand it absolutely. And he turned away because this young man was incredibly rich. And Jesus said how difficult it is for those who are rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, this is what Anthony the Great heard. And this is what he responded to. There is a great danger in absolutizing this and saying, well, now if... If, now, Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, or if you want to be complete, that, that word, it's uh, teleos. I mean, it means the end. It's, you know, if you, want to be the, if you want to be totally mature, totally, sell everything you've got, give it to the poor, you'll have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Now, there are some of you, if you heard that commandment, if you sold everything you had, and you gave it to the poor, the poor would be poorer because you'd be giving them some debt. <laughs> I mean, there, there's people for whom the commandment to sell everything you have and give it to the poor would be rather pointless because you don't have anything. But he may be saying, some, Jesus would say something different to you. He would say, quit your education that's aiming at being such and such and take on a different direction in your life. What Jesus will always do to someone who still has that niggling down in his heart, that little tugging that's going on down in there, I still lack something, I still lack something, I still lack something. It may be wealth, it may be position, it may be power, it may be a career, it may be a loved one, the, today, we're celebrating Andrew Stratilates. Do you know who Andrew Stratilates is? Well, Stratilates ain't his last name. Stratilates means the general. Andrew the general. He was in the Roman army. He was in Syria. And he told his soldiers they needed to call on the Lord. The Persians were invading, and he told his soldiers 
to call on the name of the Lord and they'd rout the enemy. Well, they routed the Persians. They did them in. Great victory. But someone didn't like Andrew, the general, and so they reported him to the emperor's uh, legate and uh, Andrew was persecuted. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think there were 213 at any rate. I, 2013, I'm sorry, I didn't mean 200. 2013, what ended up is that these 2013 soldiers and their general, Andrew, were all killed. They were all martyred, every single one of them. The Roman army overtook them, killed them all because they wouldn't renounce their faith. Andrew, by the way, had all taken them all away and he baptized all 2013. Now, each of us has a hot spot in our life. There's something that is more important to you than absolutely anything else. When you have that incredible desire, that earnest desire to be spiritually utterly complete, the Lord is going to put his finger on that one thing. It may be a career as an opera singer. That's very likely, is it not? It may be a career in business or in education. It could be any number of things. Hundreds of occupations, hundreds of goals, an athlete, a professional athlete, or whatever. Whatever it may be, the Lord will put his finger on that. Now, that does not necessarily mean that you will have to give all that away. What it means is the utter willingness to do so. The absolute willingness. Many times the Lord will call on you to do something, and if you are willing, the Lord will say, I just wanted to know if you were willing. I'll tell you an interesting little story. There was a young man. He was about, he was engaged to a very, very lovely and beautiful young woman who was approximately 20 years old. And he was approximately 19. And there was one thing they lacked in their lives. They wanted to serve God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And at a particular moment in their lives, they were asked, would you be willing to go as missionaries to a dark part of Africa? Do you know what that young couple said? They said, yes. We would be willing to do that, and we would be willing to do that right now. We would interrupt the course of our lives to where we are heading. The young woman was heading to be a school teacher. And the young man was heading to be a Presbyterian minister. And they were totally willing to give whatever they were doing up and immediately go as missionaries on that very day. Because of, of an unusual circumstance, they exercised some wisdom. And they asked if this were a good idea or not. And the answer came, it is very good to have this willingness, but no I don't really think you'll find this is truly the will of God for your life, but he wants to know if you were willing to do this. Now, I think most of you have guessed who the young man is and who the beautiful young lady is. The beautiful young lady is still the lovely Mary Ellen, 
and the young man is your priest, John. You cannot imagine what that day or two was like because it was a day or two of significant decision-making. Were we willing to do that one thing? If we'd have sold everything we had, no one would have been, no one would have been the better for it. No one would have given us anything for it. We didn't have anything. We had debt, but that was it. But we called my father. Rather than just make the immediate decision, we called my dad. And he said, not a good idea. Good to have the willingness, but probably not the will of God for your lives. And we had comfort in that. But we were willing. My father was right. And we were right. Do you understand? The willingness was correct. And the Lord has put his, put his finger on that one thing. Are you willing to give up? Mary Ellen had planned to be a teacher for a long time, and I had never thought about anything else in my life from childhood but being a Presbyterian minister. We were just asked the question from God, are you willing? And that's what God is going to ask of you. Are you willing? Children, children, listen to me, children, are you willing? Moms and dads of children still in your home, are you willing to give up your dreams for your children? Are you willing? Are you willing to give that up? How many children's lives have been devastated by the plans of their parents? Do you understand that? Children can be ruined by the dreams of their parents. You may dream something for your kid that is anything but the will of God for your child. God may not want your kid to be what you want that child to be. God has a plan for that life. You need to be willing to give that up and let God have his way in your child's life. Wouldn't you prefer that? Wouldn't you prefer that your child be perfect rather than to be successful? Which would you choose? Some would choose to be successful, and some would choose to be perfect. I advise you to choose to be perfect. And let your children be. You see, at whatever point you are in your life, you need to let God put his finger on that one thing. What do I still lack? I've kept all these from my youth. You lack one thing. To a wealthy young man, it would sell everything you've got. How about your business? Would you be willing to quit your business today if that were the one thing you lacked? Would you? Would you be willing to give up a practice? Would you be willing to give up a career? God may ask you to do that. You know, I often think, uh, do you, I think some of you know who my very, very favorite person of the entire 20th century the person I admire absolutely the most of anyone else, Mother Teresa, just gave up. And she did end up going. I have met many who have been willing. I have met many who have been willing who ended up doing precisely what they were being called on to do. But it's the willingness, it's the willingness that you need 
to have any moment in your life. That is, if you desire to be perfect spiritually. Anthony was a kid. He was 18. Spent his life out there. You know, 1700, 1600 some years later, here we sit, St. Anthony Orthodox Parish. How many St. Anthony's are there? What an impact he made on history. He could have been, you know, a rather prosperous young man in the city of Alexandria. And you know who would remember him today? Absolutely no one. But he was willing, and God actually called him to do it. So, do you lack that one thing? Probably. Are you willing to let it go? And my exhortation to you is, let it go. Let God have his perfect way in your life. You'll only do that if you say, Lord... Whatever it is, whatever you want, I am utterly and completely willing to do it.